0: This is the Media Week Industry Podcast from the people at mediaweek.com.au. Welcome to a new Media Week podcast. It's our um, annual, albeit a little bit delayed, best of 2021 on TV. Um, I'm James Manning from Media Week. Joining me, as always, Andrew McCardo. Welcome, Andrew.
1: Hi, James.
0: Um, Look, we're a little bit delayed this year and we're a long way away from each other. You're in um, Newcastle, I'm in Manchester and we're both sort of uh, fighting uh, COVID as we record this, trying to trying to stay safe in our relative communities. Indeed, and of course, we
1: have to start any uh, best of end of year list by saying this is by no means comprehensive. I mean, I watch a hell of a lot of TV. You watch a lot of TV, James but even then it's just impossible to stay on top of everything there's so many amazing show and there's shows i'm seeing on other people's best of lists that i'm thinking oh yeah i haven't <laughs> finished watching that yet so yeah this is th- this is our list but in no means should uh, you be annoyed if you realize we've forgotten one of your favorite shows on it
0: yeah indeed indeed my 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 list is a little shorter this year again i think i'm it's all drama on my list except one, um, one series, and it's pretty yeah. much it's very heavily British again because I, I love my British dramas, but I've got a couple of, um, couple of US things and a couple of um, Aussie items too. Look, I thought yeah. we might start as we usually do. We'll start with uh, your highlights, and we'll, we'll both give a bit of feedback on your choices, and I'll, I'll give what's on my list but not on your list.
1: Perfect. So one of my last Media Week columns for the year, I talked about all of the Australian dramas and comedy that were on in 2021. And a huge shout-out to the ABC. They just pumped out amazing drama after drama all year. Uh, So, you know, it's fantastic seeing what was probably my favourite Australian drama of the year, The Newsreader. It also won the Actor Award for Best Drama this year, I loved the newsreader. Wakefield was amazing, as was Fires. I loved The Unusual Suspects on SBS. The End on Foxtel was superb. Um, Lied to Me was a real underrated drama on 10. RFDS was a great new Aussie drama for seven. And a late entry, the brand new show on AMC, Firebite. Our indigenous vampire series set in the underground deserted mine shafts of Cooper Pedy, which is where the vampires live, directed by Warwick Thornton. There's a separate podcast where I chatted to Warwick Thornton and his co creator, Brendan Fletcher, last week. A real thrill for me to uh, talk to those guys. It's such an amazing show. I've watched the first three episodes. And if you haven't got AMC, which I think you can get through, you can get it through Amazon Prime Video, definitely worth getting to watch
0: Firebite. Yeah, it's an interesting commission, isn't it, from um, from AMC because it's, look, it's not going to have a huge audience to start with, as you say, because you've got to go through um, Amazon Prime and it's a, an additional uh, package you can put on there. But it's great to see them commissioning some um, edgy Australian content.
1: And they didn't uh, do it on the cheap either. It, it looks like they've spent a bit of money on it, so... It's an incredible show starring um, Rob Collins and uh, a fantastic cast. So I absolutely love that. I also want to give a, a shout-out to some comedies on the ABC. Their new comedies this year were Aftertaste with Eric Thompson, Fisk and Preppers, Nakia Lewis' uh, comedy, which finished off the end of the year. I thought they were all fantastic. Um, it was a great year for documentaries, so I thought, James, I thought that Alan vs Farrow on HBO was just a devastating uh, revelation of what actually was going on with Mia Farrow and Woody Allen uh, during the 90s. Um, I thought that books that made us with Claudia Carvin was a great way to end a, a good year for the ABC. And, uh, you know, I still stand by everything I've had to say about Exposed, The Ghost Train Fire, that Lerner Park series was You know, I I, I don't know how anyone could watch that and not be moved by the the deaths of those children. Um, And and a late entry, although I wouldn't really describe it as a documentary, James, but this one I was advised to watch. It's on Netflix and it's called Colin in Black and White and it's about the NFL player Colin Kaepernick Kaepernick, who was the guy that yeah. yeah took the knee and refused to stand for the American anthem and Donald Trump called him out on it. And Netflix have given him this opportunity to sort of tell his life story. He was brought up by white parents and you see this sort of dramatic recreation of his life where he's trying to become a footballer, but uh, everyone is pushing him to play baseball instead. He's an incredible sports person. But the way that it's done, a lot of the times Colin actually inserts himself into the drama and makes comments about it. So it's highly unusual and a new way of telling someone's autobiography. And I watched it all in one sitting. It was absolutely superb. So Colin in black and white, if you haven't seen that on Netflix, uh, big thumbs up from me.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. There's a series on uh, Netflix called Bad Sport which is uh, an incredible series of docos, um, yep. and I'd highly recommend it if you're interested in going behind. You know, it's not so much about the sport, but the controversies and the people involved behind the scenes, and it, um, it's amazing how it gets a lot of the, the people actually involved um, in, in in these different sort of furors over the years to talk, and it's it's really revealing. It gives you a great insight. So it's it's called Bad Sports, so look out for that on Netflix.
1: So now here are my international dramas. I haven't broken them into American-British or my one Spanish entry. Um, Look, I want to give a call out to Bridgerton because Bridgerton dropped on Netflix on Christmas Day. So we kind of forget about that when we make some of the lists uh, because, as you know, we see a lot of streaming shows now dropping on Christmas Day and New Year's Day, and it's hard to keep track of them. So, you know, I love Bridgerton. I can't wait to see the next series of that. Um, Look, I also enjoyed... Halston with Ewan McGregor on Netflix, Only Murders in the Building on Disney with Steve Martin, Martin Short and Selena Gomez. What a joy that was. Squid Game on Netflix. It's one of my tasks this summer to finish (laughs) watching it. Uh, It's a Sin on Stand, which was the story about the AIDS epidemic from a UK perspective, absolutely outstanding from uh, writer, director Russell T Davies there. Ted Lasso. Now, I know this wasn't a new show in 2021, which is what we're trying to do here. But, you know, the second series of Ted Lasso, I think, really uh, broke through into the mainstream this year for Apple TV+. I describe it as the lockdown show of 2021 in a similar way to I I called Shits Creek, the show that everyone wanted to watch for a laugh in 2020. Also, if you're looking for something happy and you've got your Apple TV subscription... Please watch Schmigadoon, six episodes. It's a send-up of musicals. Oh, I'm going to watch it again this summer. I loved it so much. Hacks on Stan was fantastic. Kevin Can Fuck Himself on Amazon Prime, which was the combination of a sitcom with a laugh track but then a hard-edged drama when the wife left the lounge room and walked outside it was a completely different show such a unique concept can't wait to see where they go with it on a second season a late entry something i've just discovered on paramount plus james ghosts it's the u.s remake of a uk sitcom where a couple are in a mansion and the wife can see all of these ghosts but the husband can't i you know, I decided to give one episode a go and uh, I'm sticking with it. It's really, really funny. Um, before I announce my favourite drama of 2021, which, of course, you know what it's going to be, but I want to give a bit of a shout-out to Days of Our Lives who have been doing something so crazy this year, repossessing Marlena by the Devil 25 years after it happened. And the reason I want to point this out is because, you know, so, some soaps are doing it a bit tough these days. And for Days of Our Lives to do a story and get front burner storyline for Doug and Julie, you know, they were the daytime's first super couple on the cover of Time magazine in 1976. And Bill Hayes is now 96 years old. And to have him in a storyline where everybody thought that Doug had dementia, only it turned out that he was possessed by the devil and the devil demanded that Marlena let him back into her body or he would kill Doug. I mean, that's incredible to put uh, characters who've been with the show for nearly 50 years front and centre. So well done to Days of Our Lives for a great year. And that storyline, isn't there, is not is still going. And, of course, my pick for the best drama of 2021, it's available to watch for free on iview. It's called The Nino. It's a Spanish miniseries about Spain's most famous transgender woman. It is one of the most remarkable things. I've watched it from beginning to end three times now. And some of my friends, one of them watched the first episode recently and went, oh, mate, I think you're overselling this a bit. And I said, watch episode two and get back to me. And at the end of episode two, they went, I get it. I love it. I'm in. So check out Venino. If there's only one tip you take from this podcast, I demand you watch this show on iView. Absolutely fantastic.
0: Just spell Veneno for me.
1: Veneno, V-E-N-E-N-O. You're in the UK. I don't know where you're going to watch it there. It's probably there for when you get back. Um, And just another quick mention here, in terms of finales for 2021, uh, we saw Wentworth and Mr In Between finish up on Foxtel and I think their finales were really good. I think the fans were left really happy by it and I was uh, super thrilled with the finale for Pose, which had one of the most beautiful TV weddings I've ever seen. So those are my picks for the best shows of 2021 and I've got my worst, but we might save those till after you go through some of your best uh, <laughs> Keep people
0: listening, yeah. All right, so just a couple of comments on your list there. There wasn't a huge crossover, which which is good, which uh, um, makes mine mine will be different. There was a couple I'd forgotten about that you brought up with Halston. Uh, gee, I love that. That was such a great series. Yeah. Um, just the styling, oh, wow. the acting, yes. it, was, it was just brilliant. But, um, just just you're always impressed, aren't you, by the resources that a series can get from or the funding that Netflix will drop on a on a piece of content, you know. It was Netflix, and, wasn't it? Am I right? Yeah, I it was I, Netflix. Yeah,
1: particularly yeah. when they pick a character like that. He was a household name. I was always
0: vaguely yeah. aware,
1: but I had no idea about his friendship with Liza Minnelli and how he took a brand into the mainstream the way that he did. I just thought it was so fascinating
0: and a great performance by Ewan McGregor. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned both Bridgerton and Ted Lasso, but they're shows I haven't properly got into. I've, I've, I've dipped in and out of. And you, if you do that, you don't really you know, get a sense of what it's all about. So I've, I've got to get serious and watch them. And Veneno, I remember you writing about it um, in the latter half of the year, I think, in your, your Media Week column. And yeah. It was, um, yeah, it was, um, I was really moved to watch that. I'll, I'll certainly track that one down. You mentioned Squid Game, and I'm like you. I, I haven't quite got to the end. I mean, it's gee, it's um pretty dark, isn't
1: <laughs> it? Um, super super dark. And I had a sad this year. I had to put my dog down, and I was right in the middle of watching Squid Game, and I just went, <laughs> I cannot watch this yeah. show with the aftermath of that. So uh, it's only now that uh I've now got this mad rescue dog that I'm trying to rehabilitate that I've I've been able to I uh, work myself up to go back to episode five of Squid Game.
0: Yeah, I've got to think there's going to be some redeeming sort of quality at the end of the show that will make it all make a bit of sense. But, but at this stage, I'm just thinking uh, I didn't really need this series, but I, I do want to see where it goes. That's, right. that's for sure. Um, okay, so we'll just, okay, some of the the Aussie things. Now, I'm, I'm with you on the Newsreader, uh, Unusual Suspects and RFDS. I loved all three of those. I'll mention the, the second season of Total Control. Um, oh, yes. Which which I think is brilliant. And I know some people it, think it's a bit of a cheat to put in its second series, a special hello to David Knox at TV tonight there. <laughs> but uh, but I think where, where it's worthy, it's, um, it's worth mentioning. And I think Total Control's certainly worthy.
1: And it feels to me that with this second series, a lot of people have discovered the show that maybe didn't watch it the first time around because I've had a lot of people say to me, Wow, that total control, and particularly that last episode that people were saying to me, you know, in the days after, Have you seen it? Have you seen it? Not forgotten to watch it. And I was like, No, don't tell me nothing. They're like, Oh my God, it's amazing. So, yeah, total control, I think, really popped in its second season, hence its special mention.
0: Okay, so here's some of my choices. Um, and apologies in advance, and it sounds like I haven't done proper prep, but um, I, 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 I'll admit I haven't, but but here we go. So, my 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 one, I think, non-drama Is, um, I'll start with that Clarkson's Farm Which may yes. sound like an odd choice but, No, you've but talked
1: about this before How
0: much you loved it where, where do you watch that? Is it Amazon Prime? Amazon Prime, yep And now yeah. I think there's a second season About to drop So, I mean Lots of people don't like Jeremy Clarkson Because he's He's, he's just too overbearing He's too strong a character He comes over as a bit rude But, but it, it's worth giving him Another chance on this He sort of he, he's he owns a farm. I I think it's I'm not sure of the counting, but anyway, he runs a farm. And this is about the trials and tribulations of of him coming to grips with life as a farmer and the added challenge of doing it all through COVID. Wow. Um, it's pretty amazing. You get to meet his wife, you get to meet the his hilarious farmhand who is really the star of the show almost. But it's just just a lot of fun, you know, and it's I mean, it's funny, you learn a lot about farming, the challenges that that farmers face, and of course, they're not all like Jeremy Clarkson, but he's able to shine a light on um, how a lot of the the rural industry works and the finances behind it all. So he doesn't hold back anything. You get to see the farm's finances, uh, how challenging it is to even just run this business at a break-even level. Uh, It's quite fun, and they open a shop, like a farm shop, to try and sell some of their produce and the impact of COVID on all those plans and council regulations they have to go through but it's a lot of fun and there's a second series coming of that okay so my dramas I mentioned some of the U.S. ones a couple of the U.S. ones are uh, Mayor of Town with uh, Kate Winslet close to my best show of the year I think it was just Really stunning you know Kate Winslet unlikely perhaps as a detective in a small town Pennsylvania yeah. uh, trying to keep her life together and members of her family as well around her all get yeah she is
1: amazing Kate Winslet is amazing and what a year it was for Jean smart to go from playing her mother in mayor of Easttown to then you know uh, doing hacks well wow, what di- uh,
0: diversity and what range yeah, absolutely. So that that's a must-watch if you're um, if you're looking for something over the next few weeks. Um, what else was on my list from the US? It was um, Succession, of course, and that's again it's it's not a it's not a new show. It's been around for a few years, but gee, they really it's nailed lovely. it again. We've,
1: we've just finished season three, and yeah, still as strong as ever, right?
0: Yeah, it's amazing that it's just you know a brilliant cast. Um, intriguing characters. It's just, you know, it's just amazing. I mean it's it's almost too much over the top at times, but that that in itself is it just keeps you enthralled and just wondering where it's going to go, you know, and um, yeah, well the, the mess that some of these people get themselves in. It's just uh rich white people. It's a we notice TV gives
1: a very different impression of rich white people. If you think back to the 80s with the days of Dallas and Dynasty, you know, he had J.R. Ewing and Alexis Colby, these cartoon villains. Now we see powerful media barons and everyone in their family. They're all absolutely vile. I mean, it's, it's a very different look now at uh, the mega wealthy, isn't it?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And look, and it wouldn't be a year in review if I didn't quickly mention billions. Um, we, the the uh, was it the fifth season? I can't remember the number. We finally got it. There was a sort of a COVID delay of over a year in completing the the most recent season. And yep. um, I think it's season six actually starts in I think January. It's six, Sorry, I think it's six two. I think you're on season six. Right. Okay. Well, the yeah. new episodes start in um, in season five. Uh, yeah, season five finished this year after a break. We saw the first half in 2020. Wow. Season five finished in 2021. Season okay. six will start in January, which will yeah. be episode number 61. Um, okay. It'll be a series without Damien Lewis, sadly. Who's um, stepped back from the show, but we'll still see Paul Giamatti um, taking on the bad guys, um, yeah. who he seems to work a little bit too closely with at times. Okay, now my um, my list of British dramas. I'll start off with. The oh,
1: here pack. we go. I'll just go get a <laughs> cup of tea. This is going to take forever. <laughs> we the British dramas of the year, and by the way, I've got a, a tip for what I think might be the the British TV event of Christmas while you're over there. But, yeah, fire me up for
0: 2021. Okay, I won't drag this out too long. The Pact. Um, yeah. It's a little bit of a, um, this might be a strange comparison, but it's sort of a British working club version of Big Little Lies. A group of women come together and make a pact about a murder and uh, to try and find out exactly what happened. Um, starring Laura Fla- Fraser people yep. might remember from The Missing, but she also played a character called Lydia in both Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Um, okay, yes, 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 I know her. She's not a household name, but, yeah, great actress, does some good work. Yep. Now, I can't print, I'm not sure the pronunciation here, but Julie Hesmond Hi, Hesmond He?
1: Yeah, now, she's that fantastic actress that played Hayley, the first trans woman in Coronation Street.
0: Correct and she does a lot
1: of amazing dramas now. She has a Welsh name, I think it's really hard to pronounce. Yeah,
0: it is, yeah. So that's my pathetic attempt at but she is just brilliant. She was in Happy Valley, she was in she Broad was. Church. Yep. She does some great work, and it's 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 worth it almost just to see her at work.
1: And um, often it's a supporting actress too. She's she doesn't need to be the lead character, but she's such a strong supporting
0: uh, correct. character. I'm yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Um Annika was on quite recently. Um, a simple sort of it was a Scottish crime drama set in Glasgow. Uh, the big attraction there was Nicola Walker in the lead role. Um, of cool. again, br- brilliant actor, does some great work. She was also in one of my favourites, uh, Last Tango in Halifax. She's ongoing in The Unforgiven, or just Unforgiven, I think it is. And she was in that um, uh, British um, series about the legal profession, On um, the Split. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, so that's great, Annika. So that, that's really good. Now, I'll link that to Guilt. Um, it had a, sim- a same a guy called uh, Jamie, I think it's Thieves, he played in both uh, Annika and Guilt. He was a colleague of um, Nicola Walker's, a police colleague in um, Annika. He plays one of the two brothers in the
1: That's right. Now, this is the brothers one. So this was on BBC first and did it play on the, the ABC maybe this year?
0: You? not sure. I came late to it this year because it was from 2019. Yeah. I only caught up with it this year, and there's a second season which is right. just dropped or just about to drop. So the two yeah. brothers are Jamie Seaves and Mark Bonner. Um, yeah. Mark's another great actor. Again, not a headline star, but you'll recognise him when you're seeing things. He was in Queers. He sure was does. in Humans. Yeah um now that the first series the uh, the two brothers accidentally run over and kill an old man and yeah. they try and, and they try and cover it up you know and it's just it's just brilliant how we see that um playing out um so I, I'm not sure what happens in season two but they they're both back playing the brothers again so it's um I'm really looking forward to seeing that Bloodlands with James Nesbitt. Was oh. one of my one of my favourites. And I've got a feeling this was on SBS, but I'm um, not too sure. Um, and it's got, I mean, James Nesbitt is, again, another one of my favourites. So I'll watch him in anything. He's in another series as a copper coming up soon called Steak Loaf. so watch out for that. But in, this has got an amazing twist in this uh, bloodlands. Now, I'm a bit of a sucker. I never see twists coming. Some people might spot it, but but it's a cracker, so watch out for that one. Yeah. Um, another rival for my best of the year, and it's only because it was a little bit dark, but then, gee whiz, all good crime these days is, well, crime by nature I guess is going to be dark, but these ones are really dark, uh, Time, the um, prison drama. Oh, yeah, I watched all of that too. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, Stephen
0: Graham and Sean Bean, Sean right? Bean, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the two hottest actors going around almost at the moment. Steve, Stephen Graham's been in some amazing stuff recently. Yeah,
1: well, I've been a huge fan of Stephen Graham since This Is England, which was a movie and then became uh, some TV series which you can watch on Stan. He was fantastic in that. And, of course, Time written by the magnificent Jimmy McGovern yeah. off Crack of Crack Fame who came out here and uh, helped create Redfern now. And, you know, you, you know it's, it's, it's not exactly the most uplifting shows that he makes, he deals in reality, and it's pretty harsh. But yeah, it's his shows are always worth a look in.
0: Yeah, I think there's only three episodes, but um, there are. It's, it's, three. It's, it's brilliant. So watch out for that. Um, Smother was another one I enjoyed. It was a um, an Irish drama with a Dervla Kerwin, who we don't see enough of. Um, and I always hark back to. She was a massive star back in the day on Bally Kiss Angel. She was one of the co-stars on that, which was I think huge on the ABC. I'm thinking the '90s, maybe. It was was, the '90s. Yeah, it was quite a long time, but it was it was a really big show back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so watch out for that. It's a it's a mystery about there's a there's a party. Family have a party one night. The um one of the husbands is found dead the next morning at the bottom of a cliff, and then there's the sort of the drama plays out about they get you know the family secrets that are exposed along the way of trying to investigate what exactly happened that night. So it's an amazing plot the uh, writers have weaved there. Look, that's, um, oh, no, okay. I've, now my, I've, I've saved the best to last almost. Uh, vigil with uh, Saran Jones. That's
1: yeah. on my list of things to finish this oh. summer, yeah. I'm, I'm our favourite, a- Jones, all right? She's yeah. our favourite.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's, I mean, we've had a lot of favourites today, but she does stand out head and shoulders above the others, I think. Um she, she plays a um, police detective who has to investigate a murder on a British nuclear submarine. And, you know, so there's, there's lots of levels to this. There's, you know, she has her own problems, surround <laughs> with her, her life, the um, problems of investigating a murder, the problems yeah. of do it, doing it all on a sort of what's supposed to be a classified top-secret um, British submarine, out, out in the open sea on patrol, um, the, the Russians, you know, the, the, the potential threats that, that it's guarding um, Britain and, and uh, NATO against, I guess. But it's yeah. just, yeah, it, it works on all those levels and it's just a, uh, it's a fascinating, fascinating series. Um, finish it, yeah. got to finish it. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's one I'm watching now and I don't know if you were alluding to this before maybe, but. Um, something called the landscapers
1: Well yes I'm I've watched two episodes of landscapers I mean TV tonight gave it a five star review so I was like why <laughs> um, And again it was, it's a bit like vanino you watch the first episode and go yeah that was good but then you watch the second episode and you kind of feel it's it's sucking you in and you go yeah right and they actually use some of some of the kind of tricks they do with the way, People sort of find themselves looking back in time and placing themselves into the drama. It's a new sort of trick. They do it in Veneno. they do it in landscapers. Um, it seems to be dropping week by week in the UK. We seem to be fast tracking it here in Australia. Uh, our Olivia Coleman uh, is absolutely outstanding in it. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, David Hugh Lewis, I think, is the um, right. co star. I just went. What's that guy's name? David. Fools. <laughs> of course, yes. Thank you. Yeah, it's fascinating. I think it was on HBO Max in the states. It's on Sky over here, and I think they dropped all the episodes at once here. I'm not right. sure, but but I can watch them all. Uh, as you say, it's on Stan in Australia, and Olivia Coleman is just amazing as yeah. she is in everything she does. And and you, yeah, well, I'm glad you mentioned the way they make it. There's a sort of theatrical at times, it goes in and out of colour, into sort of sepia, into monochrome. Um, it's just so many sort of devices they use. And you you kept busy trying to work out at times what's the message they're trying to give me when they yeah. go into this mode. So there's there's a lot to get out of it.
1: And some of these techniques are used in Colin in black and white too. It's, you know, filmmakers, TV makers are looking at different ways to tell dramas because there's so much drama. How do you make yours stand out? Uh, above the pack, and, uh, yeah, they're being very creative with the way they're telling stories. I mean, some people don't like it. Some people don't like stories that are going back and forth in time, present flashback, fast-forward and all of that. But, yeah, if you can keep up, uh,
0: some of them are fascinating to watch. Yeah. A couple of other quick things. Um, American Rust looked really interesting, but I haven't got into it. Um, I've only watched the first episode. Um, but I, I really want to do that because it. Uh, Jeff Daniels, um, yeah, is sort of the uh, the lady. I think he plays a copper in a sort of midwestern um, town. Uh, yep. Again, it's not particularly uplifting. It doesn't look like it in the first one anyway. I know um, someone I was watching with it checked out pretty quick early on and said, nah, this isn't uh-huh. for me." Yeah. <laughs> um, something else you might be able to. Tempted to watch, but then check out early on is the North Water. Again, it's it's pretty grim, uh, but it does offer Stephen Graham, and I will certainly be um, taking the time. But look, I haven't even started that yet. But it's certainly yeah. on my must-watch list. Yeah, um, and I feel like I should mention Get Back, the um, the Beatles doco on Disney Plus. Right, you know? right. Wow, um, I've sat through all. People say it's seven. It's eight. It's a about seven hours, a little bit over seven hours. And look, there are times when you sit there going, "Why am I watching this?" Because there's just people sitting around in the studio doing nothing for a lot of the time. Um, but but then you suddenly realise actually they're they're in the process of creating one of the you know the greatest songs ever, which suddenly comes to life. So it's sort of intriguing on that level. Um, after about six hours though, you're really gagging for some music because you never really get a lot of Completed music during it, and that's when the rooftop concert kicks in. And boy, yeah. oh boy, does this series go to another level when it shows yeah. that, that complete. I think it's six songs of the Beatles performed at that on the uh, Apple Court's building rooftop in Savile Row in London. And it's just a stunning way to end that. And it makes you think: well, sitting through all the lead up to this was worthwhile. But it's just intriguing seeing, you know, like just the four Beatles, the interaction between them, the sort of team that works around them. Mel Evans is one of the stars who was their sort of road manager, but he was sort of intrinsically involved in some of the songs and he'd be sitting there writing down the lyrics as they were sort of throwing them at him, you know. It was pretty amazing just seeing the way they worked. I mean, Yoko Ono, she's sitting there and just her reaction. I I know, it's just amazing and just... You uh, know, Linda McCartney comes in there, and the other partners come in there too. Um, the manager, the unsuccessful manager, that sort of um, was one of the reasons the band broke up. His name escapes me, but the guy from the US that I think John brought in near the end, he wanted that to sort of run the business affairs. Um, that's not a big part of it, but it's part of it. It's certainly covered, and it's just yeah, it's a um, it's a great piece of documentary making, I think.
1: It's been great for Beatles fans recently. I mean, you had that Ron Howard movie and you've also got McCartney 321 on uh, Disney Plus as well. I've watched all of that and that's fascinating too to listen to Paul McCartney go more into how he writes songs. It's so so interesting. And, of course, McCartney 321 adds in some Wings classics as well. If you followed McCartney, you'd appreciate that as well.
0: Yeah, and what an underrated person he was, I think, for his non-Beatles work. There's some great songs there, aren't there, from that the weeds he oh, uh, you know. Um, you mentioned the Ron Howard movie. I was a bit disappointed with that. It, just, it was interesting, but it, I just was expecting a whole lot more. Um, Maybe Peter Jackson took all the good stuff for his documentary. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. But, um, that, yeah, and you mentioned the um, 3 to one I found that really helpful watching it with... Um, with um, what's the uh, <laughs> with Shazam? The guy
1: does it with him, the guy in the, the
0: the music producer, yeah? But using Shazam, the app that identifies the songs, because they're not oh, always, oh, really? Yeah, and it's almost worth watching again and, and hitting Shazam every time a song comes on because they don't always yeah. identify everything straight away. No, and I just yeah. found it really interesting to get the backstories on each of these songs that they um that they discussed. And I even bought the uh Paul McCartney book. I lashed out it's a, it's about a hundred bucks and it's um, I, I, and I've only got as far as the intro but that in itself is intriguing. Uh, I'm really looking forward to dipping into that but it's such a great production. it's one of those things you're almost scared to break the um, the um, shrink wrap on it because it looks so fantastic with two books in a slipcase <laughs> and you think oh I'd, I'd love to keep that I love to keep <laughs> it in this item. Yeah, absolutely. But I have I've broken the wrap and I've uh, <laughs> I, I've started devouring it. So that's all for me. Look, is there anything you want to leave us with that you're sort of yeah, looking I want forward to? Yeah, yeah, I'll oh, do yeah, the worst of the year.
1: What I'm looking forward to. So the worst of the year, like seriously, seven starting the year with holy moly, followed by ultimate tag. Seriously, reality TV. We're doing shows on Tiggy and putt putt golf. I mean. It doesn't get much worse than that, and I don't think we'll see either of those shows back. I didn't think uh, Australian Gangster was much chop, the Australian drama. Um, and, look, I'm going to say something really controversial here and say that The White Lotus is on my list of the worst shows of the year. So many people are putting it on their best mm-hmm. of list. I just didn't get it. I think it was a script that was written in a rush, they, they threw it into production because the resort was empty in Hawaii during COVID, and to me that was a script that needed a lot more work done on it. I, I seriously can't figure out what the fuss is all about. But what I will tell you, James, when you're there on, in the UK on Boxing Day, you remember that great series with Hugh Grant and Ben Whishaw, a very oh, yes. English handle? So they're doing another one. This one's called A Very British Scandal with Claire Foy and Paul Bedney. And that looks to me like it's going to be the drama of the great Christmas programming on British TV this year. And this afternoon, I rushed in a quick screening so I could talk about it now for you. I've watched the first two episodes of Love Me, which is dropping on Binge and Foxtel, on Christmas Day. It's their new Australian drama starring Hugo Weaving. Wow, it's very classy, very lush, uh, romance through a couple of generations of the family, Uh, just great. And I also just want to mention, because we haven't talked about it, And Just Like That, which is the Sex and the City continuation. Um, look, episode one and two, there was a lot of press about it, big dying, and then Chris Knopf advertising the Peloton bike and now he's been accused of sexual assault. Now he's been cancelled and Sarah Jessica Parker's walked away from him. I mean, that is a story in itself. But honestly, the third episode of And Just Like That, which went to air last week, not one single laugh in it, James. I watched the whole thing from beginning to end and went, where are the laughs? My fear always was that if Kim Cattrall wasn't going to come back as Samantha, who was going to provide the funny? It's just a show. It's obsessed with how old they are. They're, they're continually going, oh, I'm so old. I'm in my 50s. He's so old. I'm so old. She's so old. Oh, of course I'm going to watch it to the end because uh, I kind of hate watching it, but, yeah, pretty disappointing. Um But, yeah, we've got some great new Australian shows coming in uh, 2022. Uh, I'm looking forward to The Tourist dropping on Stan. I'm looking forward to the second series of Bump on Stan because I thought that was the first series which dropped uh, this year was fantastic. Um, And there's a show on the ABC that's going to be a surfing drama. Is it called Barons James?
0: Isabel.
1: it's been coming for a while, this one, hasn't it? Yeah, I'm so excited about it. It's about, you know, the start of uh, Australian Surfing in the 70s. It stars Sean Canaan, who uh, was in Puberty Blues, and he star- he's uh, a supporting actor in The Power of the Dog, which is Jane Campion's new film on Netflix with Benedict Cumberbatch. Wow. New Zealand. Doubling for the American West. Extraordinary movie, another one that should be on our list, although we haven't really done movies, but I'm just throwing it in there at the end.
0: Yeah, you no, know, I, I love how the streaming platforms are making and commissioning movies. It's, um, I, I love it and I think we should be talking about them. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that Chain Campion film. I'm glad you mentioned A Very British Scandal. I'm, I'm holding up my notebook here about my, <laughs> my, my list to watch and it's there at uh, number one. So I'm, I'm really hanging out for that. Also on my list is being The Ricardos on um, Amazon Prime. Uh, Nicole yep. Kidman as Lucille Ball. I mean, regardless of how, whether it's good or bad, it's, it's got must-watch written all over it.
1: Totally, totally. I'll be there watching that. I think it actually dropped on Amazon the day today, the day we're taping this, so I might okay. uh, watch it tonight. But I'm a bit obsessed with Love Me. I might binge those four episodes while I'm in the mood for it.
0: Okay. And, of course, don't forget Vigil, all right? You've got to wind that up. <laughs> um, <laughs> Two quick things also I'm waiting. There's a a new drama coming to the BBC, I think, this week or next week. The Girl Before. I don't know much about it, but it just looks brilliant. And a remake of The Wonder Years on Disney+. Plus. Yes. um, Which looks pretty intriguing with a black sort of middle-class family, I think, replacing the sort of Fred Savage's white family.
1: What a great idea to remake that show but do the same period of history through the eyes of a completely different family. Great idea. And and I've read really good things about it from the US.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, that probably winds us up, Andrew. Mate, um, great to catch up with you all this way. Um, Stay safe. a great Have a great uh, summer over there and um, hopefully I'll be back to catch up with you early in 2022.
1: Yeah, safe travels. Uh, Enjoy your cold... Uh, Christmas we're gonna have a muggy hot Christmas of course with lots of rain down here but yeah uh, happy holidays to everyone who's listening and uh, we'll keep giving those tips for you all through 2022 yeah thanks Andrew thanks James